meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel. Good afternoon. Today is April 29th, and this episode is called Each One Teach One, and it's going to focus on Black education, uh, whether that be like Black educators and just ways um, to improve Black education for students. And so I'm going to give like, I'm going to focus more on education in Boston for today. Uh, just giving out some resources to students and parents of students, uh, ways they can stay involved in educa- in their child's education right now, uh, especially during the coronavirus um, pandemic that's going on and how things have changed uh, with that. So a couple of things that I found, so actually a little backtrack, I work for the health Boston Health Commission and my job entails me to work with the youth. I work with high school students particularly, so um, this is where I got a lot of the information from, is just from work and just following certain pages on Instagram um, that just give out information. Like one of the pages that I follow has really been giving a lot of information and it's called Roxbury underscore ONS and that one has a lot of information on there for resources in general but also just like educational resources for the students and how they can cope with what's going on so as many of you might know school is physically closed for the rest of the school year so it's April they would have had May and June May and a little bit of June so that's canceled as far as physically canceled they still are having classes online everything's just virtual so it's a lot of adjustment for the students especially seniors whether that be all the way from you know little preschool kids to college graduate school it's it's an adjustment because now they're missing out on such an um a monumental time in everyone's life so it's definitely something that some students are struggling with i didn't even think about the preschoolers or like the fifth graders and eighth graders and those kids who graduate at those times um when i was actually out out and someone had mentioned it and i didn't even think about it but um yeah it's just it's a lot it's 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 sad that a lot of these people won't be able to experience that um achievement as far as having an actual graduation but you still gotta stay positive and just think about you know what no matter what you still have achieved something really great so you can still be proud of yourselves and um just keep going you only got a little bit left if you're you know in school right now so just just finish strong that's all i can say is that you should just finish strong be proud of yourself um just because you don't have a a graduation ceremony doesn't mean you didn't graduate and it's still something to be happy about and be proud of yourself 
So, um, and currently in Massachusetts, like I said, I'm going to stick with Massachusetts today. Um, we have a stay at home advisory that was extended until May 18th. So that means that we still can't really go out like we usually do, um, which can be tough, but hopefully, you know, as people can start following this advisory, then hopefully things can get back to normal pretty soon, especially for the summer, because, you know, a lot of students and just people in general, we want to enjoy the weather and be able to go out and enjoy our summers. So I'm going to give a couple of resources that I found for students and their parents right now uh, during this COVID-19. A lot of useful resources that are being offered by different websites and uh, companies. So I feel like a lot of students can take advantage of this. I wish I was like able to take advantage of some of these because a lot of it is have to be high school and under but anyway so amazon is offering free streaming on desktop laptop phone tablets um i will post the link on instagram and twitter and rosetta stone is offering free language subscriptions for students worldwide using a link so i'll post that as well and if you go to all of these websites that I'm saying, I'm going to post it on there if you can't like catch what I'm saying. So there's a link for the Amazon. There's a link for the Rosetta Stone. There's another website called doe.mass.edu. And the, I guess you would say article title is coronavirus slash COVID-19, but it lists a lot of different resources for students too to use again that'll be i'll post all of these on the, the page so that you can be able to look another site that i found was open culture slash free underscore k dash 12 underscore educational underscore resources i don't know why i read that out but it's another website um that offers a lot of free educational resources to students and then Comcast is offering a lot of free resources to support students at home who are obviously now everything is virtual so everything has been uh, required to be on some form of a tablet or use your phone but they prefer you to use laptops I know a lot of students were being given delivered um, laptops so hopefully every student now has those resources to be able to complete their work and interact with their students via zoom or i believe it's google classroom that they're using right now so anyway comcast is supporting that too they're giving out free the you know letting you use free internet so um another one that i found is youth first resources for girls these resources include leadership STEM safety and self-defense and financial literacy courses and just information for them. Again, I will post that as well. Um, And I I, I got that from my job technically, but it's it's through my job. So it's the website is called youth.boston.gov and that has a ton of resources for youth as well. Again, that'll be posted. 
and some food and nutrition services. There's a website that I will post that has a menu and some links on how to get food delivered if that's needed. There's a thing called Parent University, so it's an opportunity for parents to sharpen their skills while they work with their kids because obviously not every not every parent is a teacher by profession. So um, now that you are technically you know stepping in in that role it's something that you know some people might need to freshen up on certain subjects I know I would math would not be something that I would even be playing with so like you know just having that resources uh, available resource excuse me available to help parents kind of get a refresher courses and how to help their kids and there is the student information system also known as SIS so this is where families and students can log in to monitor for their students academic progress and they can engage with their school so it's just another way for parents you know now that you're kind of a lot of hands-on um, work is needed from you regarding your students going to school so just being able to track their grades and be able to see what what they're doing, what what homework is missing, and just another way to communicate. I would say the biggest thing that I've seen or been hearing from these teachers is that the communication is needed, and as long as that is being done, then the students are able to accomplish what they need. So just making sure as parents, I know you have a lot of things going on, you have you know your own work to do and you have you might have multiple children to take care of you have to worry about you know just adult stuff so it's um but also still being able to make sure that your kids are getting the education that they need and finishing strong this school year is um also important so just making sure you utilize the resources that are available to them and reaching out to, to teachers that's what they're there for like reach out to them make them do what they need to do um utilizing all the resources that the schools are offering is just gonna make it a little bit easier for yourself allow them to you know they are delivering groceries they're you know offering the resources like i said they, they're delivering laptops so just making sure you utilize that still don't just check out and feel like you're on your own because you're not that's what they are there for so i would suggest using them um so what made me think of this topic is obviously a little bit of work i've actually just got a couple hours worth of zoom meetings with teachers and staff and it's informational you know i get a lot of information but it is kind of draining so i can imagine how the students feel too just being forced to sit in front of the computer all day pretty much and listen to all these teachers and they give them piles of work and you know not everyone has the same resources and family life so it's a lot it's a lot for these kids and not just on like kids in elementary school and through high school but also college as well you know that's an, this is an adjustment for them too especially if you were you know say you were a freshman like you're kind of missing out on the rest of your freshman year um you're missing out on your senior year you're no um grad school you know you're crunching down getting to the end uh, just med school any type of lawyer anything any type of schooling that you're doing it's an adjustment so 
just being in even for myself like I'm in school too grad school and it's just like doing all this work in the same environment and not having that freedom to like go to the library or go to a cafe or go study with friends and it's just you're you're more so on your own which has its good things and it's also kind of can be enough tough especially if you know professors don't respond or teachers don't respond quickly enough it can be annoying so just my advice is just push through keep going it's a it's eight on end of april so you either you know i know for me i only got two, oh i'm done next week um next week (laughs) i have my final so i'm looking forward to that and i know most people in college they're finishing up in high school you're finishing up you might have another month or so and so just keep going um there you know just remind yourself of what you're trying to achieve and you will get there have patience with yourself too don't try to do everything all at once take the time to take a break do things that you love to to help your mind be relaxed so getting back to why i chose to do this episode a little bit because of that just personal um interest in and what education is coming from work and just being in education but also just thinking about this so i saw a tweet and the question that the girl asked was what grade were you in when you had your first black teacher and usually I don't even like comment on stuff like that or or just tweets in general but I thought about it and I was like damn I really didn't have a black teacher until the 10th grade and yeah even though I went to like predominantly black schools like for elementary school and not middle school but yeah the first time I had a black teacher was in 10th grade and that was Mr. Styles. and I thought that question was interesting because it shouldn't even really be a question I guess because of it's 2020 there should be a lot of diversity within any type of profession especially education and there really isn't they, and at least in my my experience, I haven't really seen that much. And I've worked in schools, and there there some locations have more diversity than others. But as far as teachers, it's always the same. In my opinion, it's always been a, a white teacher, usually a white female, but even more the white males. That's somewhat of a rarity too, it's, at least for certain subjects. I feel like you always have like that white gym teacher but like other than that like who's a male but other than that I feel like there's been more male teachers but as far as having diversity within teaching no there's definitely still needs to be some improvement there so just talking about I want to talk about the importance of black educators on students um at any level and how that impacts them getting to higher levels as far as like college and grad school and med school and whatever type of school they choose to go to. So there's a quote that I saw. It's kids do better when they're taught by teachers who look like them. And that is by Professor David Kreshmer at California State University, Northridge. And I found that quote to be pretty interesting, but I also agree with it because 
in my experience, like I said, in 10th grade, I had a teacher named Mr. Styles, and he literally, like, changed my life. Like, I was going, like, I wasn't, like, a rebel and, like, destructing the town or anything like that, but I was going down a bad path, and I wasn't really taking school serious, and I wasn't looking at, like, how my choices were impacting my life, and I wasn't I definitely wasn't thinking about college, like at all. And I, I now I can think about it. I'm like, dang, like I was in 10th grade and I wasn't even thinking about college like that. I, I, I knew I wanted to go, but I didn't really do any like research or like figure out, all right, well, I need to get these type of grades. I need to do this. Like none of that was on my mind. It was just like, all right, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Like I'm in high school, that's it. Just do my work and that's it. So this teacher, he was, like at first him and I did not get along we butted heads a lot because he was basically calling me out (laughs) like he was calling me out on my stuff and I didn't like that um I still kind of am like that I don't like people calling me out but I just didn't like I felt like oh like who is this dude like you're not my father don't tell me what to do but now I could think about think back and like you know he was just showing me I don't know if I would say showing love, but I guess he was just looking out for his people. And I appreciate that because he really did push me. And he, you know, taught me the importance of getting good grades and not just doing enough, but doing more than I, pushing myself to to achieve. And um, that's, you know, obviously that in, that in combination with my parents and like my mom, you know, influencing me to go to the college tour and do things like that. This all, that all, all that time around like 10th, 10th and 11th grade was like a lot of time when I was being shaped into, to figure out what I'm doing with myself. And he definitely was a kickstart in that. I remember like that was around the time of SAT, not SAT. What is it? Is it SATs? SATs, I think. No, MCAS, sorry. And just having to pass that and having that pressure and I remember I just kind of pushed it off like I don't even whatever I'm gonna pass and him I actually ended up taking a class with him where he was tutoring and again like I said I'm not gonna lie like we butted heads a lot and I was not the best student as far as my attitude like I would get I would get frustrated with him and probably give him attitude but I just remember him never really taking it too too personal and still like pushing me and like making sure I was coming to class on time and checking in with my other teachers. So he really in the beginning it became it was annoying, but like at the end I realized that he pushed me to to pass tenth grade and to keep pushing myself because after that like I realized I didn't have him as a teacher anymore and I I, I missed having that person to like check on me other than my mom um her parents at that time so just thinking back to that question it was just like you know if if imagine if students had that type of teacher and not saying because they're black they're going to automatically do that but one would think that if you have more black hispanic asian just more diversity who look out for other students who are colored and misproportioned and misrepresented and miss um miss so we're not supported enough in education that look think about the impact that could have on these students 
So some information that I found is that people of color make up about 20% of of teachers today. Only 2% are black men. So that's like pretty bad. Uh, Definitely need more black male teachers and just black teachers in general, but definitely black male, because it doesn't have, like I said, it doesn't have to be that he was a black male and I'm, I'm a black woman and he still made a great impact on, in my life. I know he made an impact on some other black students that, that were in my class as well. So I imagine the impact he couldn't, he, black male teachers could make with other black male students and getting into the black male students, black, black boys are the, are most affected more than girls by disadvantages and a lot of the times I know myself working in education that I saw how these teachers treat these black boys this is all the way back from preschool when I used to work at a preschool and the teachers they would just either ignore them like literally ignore those black students the black boys or they would you know if you know I hate to be like that, but if little Johnny or whatever was being bad and stealing the toys, it's like, oh, Johnny, don't do that. You know, you have to share. But like, if, you know, I hate doing this. Okay. If like, if a black student like Rodney or whatever, not saying that you got to be black to be named Rodney. I'm just giving an example. If little Rodney or whatever is doing the same thing that little Johnny was doing, there, that teacher's use of of uh, reprimanding is very different. Not all the time, but usually it was. It was like, oh, Rodney, you can't do that. It's like, you know, coming over there, physically taking the toy and all this other stuff. Instead of just explaining to them in the same type of kind voice that you use it with Johnny, you use it with Rodney too. So my point is that a lot of the black boys are always treated differently and they're labeled differently they're labeled difficult or he's bad or he doesn't listen when it's like no that's how every one of these students are it's just he's black (laughs) so i mean you can't expect a little four-year-old to like listen all the time you can't expect a little four-year-old to not they're learning that's the that's the thing i guess that's my point is that teachers you need teachers and you need them to be diverse because they need to well they need to understand that every kid learns differently, every kid behaves differently. And yes, it's okay to reprimand and like teach them right from wrong, but it's the way you go about it that makes an impact. And instead of making them feel like they are a problem, instead of teaching them that what they're doing is a problem, there's a difference. And what I mean by that is like, it's different if you, you know, if you're a black student and you know, say black boy, he's always trying to play with the toys or, or whatever, and he's always getting told he can't play with them or to share or you're not doing it right. If you're just told you're not doing it, not, you're not doing it right over and over like that, they're either gonna keep doing it and push through that or they're gonna eventually stop. And I guess that's my point is like the statistic is saying that the black boys are more affected because they're usually ignored more and they're they're labeled angry and they are labeled as not listening or quick to like also another thing that they try to do is like that adhd and like 
because they're hyper, quote unquote, even though, again, we're talking about little kids and growing children who are supposed to be hyper, that's across the board, no matter whatever, what race they are, they're kids, they have energy. It's not, there's a difference being like extremely hyper and like having ADHD and then just like, all right, he's just being a kid. And I think that a lot of the times black boys, my, I guess my point is that a lot of black boys are not allowed to just be a kid. There's always got to be some type of issue with their behavior. Uh, that's pointed out by a lot of teachers that are not of a different race other than white. Um, so just being mindful of that. And as parents of these black boys who are being treated that way, please, like, you gotta, you have to fight for your kid. Please, like, that is the main thing that I always push for, for my parents that I work with is no matter what, fight for your kid because your kid, you're all that your kid has, whether it be a parent, a guardian, whoever that person is that's supposed to be responsible for that kid, you better fight until the, until you get your results. That's just what it is. And I don't care what you need to do to do that and who you need to overstep, but you need to do that because your kids are important. And also us educators and professionals that work in education, we need to fight for them too. Um, so anyway, I saw an article from 2018 from the John Hopkins University and it stated that black students who have one black teacher are more likely to go to college and to graduate from high school. And black students who had at least one black teacher by the third grade were 13% more likely to enroll in college. And those with two black teachers by the third grade uh, were 32% more likely to enroll in college. So that's what I mean. Like having that black teacher, it really is an impact. And not saying that every kid who has a black teacher is gonna go to college, but it can definitely influence it and make a difference. Believe me, I know. So every 20% increase in a teacher's expectations raise the actual chance of the student finishing college. For this is for for white students, it was by six percent and ten percent by black for black students. So basically, what it's saying is that when you have a black teacher who has who's not just a black teacher, but they have an increase in their expectations of their students, so they're pushing their students to try harder and to to succeed. That just increases their chance of finishing college, and that's great. Uh, another thing that I was thinking about is like we're focusing so much on black and white, but what about Hispanics and Asians and Indians and uh, other races that are non-white? That where are they? Because now I think about it, I'm like, I don't really remember having a Spanish teacher like a Hispanic teacher. I don't, I can't really think of any time that I've ever had a Hispanic teacher, to be honest. I, even for Spanish class, which is wild because you think at least, not saying that Spanish people can only teach Spanish, but I always, that always threw me off too, not gonna lie. Cause I used to be in like the advanced Spanish classes and I always had a white teacher. Even though she was cool, like she was, she was one of those teachers too, who was like, would push you really, really hard. So her and I used to battle too, a lot. Um, but she was good. She was good people. She had good intentions. Um, 
so yeah i think about it like you don't really see a lot of hispanic teachers especially teaching spanish like that's just interesting to me um or asian teachers i think i had an asian teacher and i actually all right i think i had an issue with her too i'm not all right i'm not an issue type of person it's like when i was in high school i just i was i was going through it all right i was just like <laughs> learning how to navigate in life and I, I wasn't having issues with these people more so i just i was very strong-headed person so i really didn't like people trying to tell me what to do so or trying to tell me how to be so that's where i used to butt heads with people but getting back to it like yeah i really don't i can't really think of a, a time that i've ever had a hispanic teacher that's wild even in college i don't think i've had a hispanic teacher i've had asians but i haven't had a hispanic teacher interesting but anyway hispanic te- students make up about one quarter of all kindergarten through 12th grade students but there's only there's like under 10 percent of them are teachers and that's what I mean, like, where are the Hispanic teachers? Most Hispanic population is too young, I guess, technically, according to these studies, to be teachers because they're under the age of 33. And usually the average age for a teacher is roughly 10 years older than that, even though now I feel like the times have changed a little bit. So a lot of more teachers are being younger and that's good but we need more hispanic and asian teachers and according to the study hispanics also have a higher dropout rate so that could be the issue as well is the higher the dropout rate the less they are graduating and becoming teachers so yeah we definitely want to push that to try to get more hispanic teachers there's more diversity within teaching in general so basically, a majority of public schools are technically diverse because they have a lot of minority students. And I don't even like saying that, minority. No, we have a lot of a lot of mix of students, like a lot of mixed culture students, a lot of Hispanic, a lot of Asian, a lot of uh, black and or Indian or just a mix. It's not it's not white basically a lot of the the public schools are not white and that sometimes is a disadvantage to these students because the resources aren't going to be given to them in such high demand as an all-white school or predominantly white school so when it comes to these schools that are more diverse and colored they tend to have not a lot of non-white teachers so you know you I, th- I laugh because i think about like when my mom used to <laughs> make jokes about certain types of movies like the she would call it like the the fielded <laughs> white hero movies or the white person comes in with their cape to save all the black kids because um like what kind of movie i'm thinking like oh man you know what i'm talking about they always have they I, like every year they come up with them type of movies where the white woman comes into the inner city and they you know teach the black kids how to inspire themselves as if another as if these black kids can't inspire themselves already or a black person can't do it you know or another race can't do it but I'm thinking about that because you think about it and that's even in media that they're portraying that that you know 
it's this idea that only white people can save us or only white people can teach and that's not the case <laughs> um they really can't a lot of the times to be honest they they're very limited on what they can teach because they only think in one mindset they, they don't have the experience whereas someone like myself or you know i know a lot of black educators and of all levels but i'm talking more about like we're talking about the impressionable years of kindergarten through 12 where these people have you know you have someone who might have gone to school in multiple different types of settings where it was a one one year they might have had a lot of black kids in their school or a lot of predominant like a lot of mixed race in their school and then another time they had just an all-white class so basically what i'm saying is that a lot of more people from a different race other than white have experience of working in diversity so they're able to not adjust but they're able to work more better with different forms of races among students and can relate to different situations better and that plays a role in how they can teach and the impact they can make on the students so within these types of public schools we need more non-white teachers to be able to help these students in various ways but definitely like being able to teach them because like when you talk to these students of various races they have a problem with connecting with the teachers and they feel that the teachers don't connect with them because they don't make an effort to because they already judge them based on of what their it could be something on what their name is or what where they come from you know uh, i remember my own personal experience you have a lot if you you're black and you go to school in the suburbs and there there is a thing called metco where a lot of the kids come from inner city boston and they're bust out to the sub- suburbs and a lot of those teachers they assume because you're black or you have some form of color that you're a metco student so when you tell them that you're not from that you're not living in boston it's like whoa really you know so even that is my point is that saying like that's a, a judgment that a teacher is already making. And these are white students, white teachers, I'm sorry, who are judging that based on your, what your ethnicity is, that you're from a certain area. So you have a certain mindset and you, you have this certain, they've already created the story about you. Whereas someone of a different race as a teacher would be able to actually get to know you and see you and um, give you a different experience and also take the time to really teach you that in a way that adjusts to you so um yeah i guess the main thing is like we need more black teachers and we need more mixed teachers we need more of a mix we need more asian spanish indian black uh, biracial whatever like just more anything anything more than white (laughs) Um, teachers because it's just not doing it and it's no offense to them you know I'm not saying that white teachers are not good because I've had some good white teachers too but we need more diversity within education so that these students these kids can know that they too can become educators they don't have to just go through the same you don't have to only be an athlete or you know the same typical type of careers that they push on kids of races other than white um so we just need to get more involved, especially before these kids get to college and um, 
you know, make during these impressionable years, it's important for them to have that experience of having different types of teachers that look like them. It's very, I'm telling, like personal experience. When you have a teacher, when you come into class, whether it be third grade or even as um, a sophomore in college, like when you come into class, especially if you go to like a predominantly white school, like I went to. I went to a black college, but I also went to Boston College. That's where I finished. And going to, that was such a difference there because going to the HBCU, all I saw was black people. And it was just like, whoa, like that was great. You know, it's it's so relaxing. And you and when you have that, where you don't have to feel like you have to worry about things, I guess. You don't have to worry about certain things, having a teacher that looks like you. Whereas, you know, or feeling like, all right, are you grading me like this because I'm black? Or are you doing this because I'm black? Like there's certain like little comments or like certain lessons that can be uncomfortable because as the only black student and you have this teacher who's not black speaking on black history and stuff, it's just, it's a completely different experience. When you go to a fully black college and it's lit, it's, it's the way to be. And I feel I would push that on anybody. Like if you can go to a black college, but anyway just we need to get more involved in our kids education it's important it's not don't as parents we can't just leave it to the teachers to teach your kids and like make sure your kids are getting the best education it's up to you too i remember as a as a student like my mom would have us doing like little workbooks and stuff too so it's not just that's what i mean like you're responsible for your kids' education just as much as a teacher is. And only remember they're getting paid for it, so they're gonna get, they're gonna do more than likely what they're getting paid for. Some people do go above and beyond, and they really do care about the students. But you, at the end of the day, are your kids' teacher, and that's not just like from books. You they're they're literally learning everything from you. So just from keeping that in mind about how you operate in life and what and the lessons that you want to teach them. Because it's definitely important and it, it impresses it's an impressionable time for them and they're like a sponge they're absorbing everything it's like a baby like they're gonna copy everything you do and that's how kids are they're, they're like a sponge and it, the more you can give to them to absorb the better that's just my main point is like teach the children <laughs> um that reminds me of, so what I was gonna say. So I have two quotes that I wanna end with. And again, don't forget that I'm gonna post these, all the links that I mentioned in the beginning, I will post them on Instagram. Definitely on Instagram. Uh, try to do it on Twitter. I don't wanna keep tweeting a bunch of stuff, but I'll try to do it on, figure out how to do it on there, but definitely on Instagram. And reach out if you have questions, like I can help. That's part of my job too. Um, is to you know give resources so if you you know somebody who needs some resources and if i can try to find some then i'll definitely willing to help with that too so i'm gonna end again this episode was titled um each one teach one and that is technically from according to google like a popular black proverb or like black saying each one teach one i've heard that before so but the focus is obviously on black education black educators the importance of education for black youth um 
how students can maintain their education during these times of COVID-19. So hopefully all the information that I gave and my insight was helpful. So I'm going to end with this quote. The, this first quote is from Alice Walker. She's a popular black author. She wrote Color Purple and numerous other things. But the quote, the quote is the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And this is something that I found that was definitely fitting for this topic because kids are black youth, are Hispanic, Hispanic youth, Asian youth, anything, again, other than white. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I'm just being serious. Like, anything other than white, they need to realize that your knowledge is power. And the more you know, the more power you have over your life and over the the obstacles that you're going to come by the path that you choose for your life the more you know the better like don't stop don't stop reading don't stop learning always every day you can learn something new not trying to be like a hallmark card being serious like as an adult continue learning continue reading you should be still reading it doesn't have to be like anything technically educational just do read something that you that you like so you can learn and you can be able to share with the next person again each one teach one what i know i'm going to teach to the next person and like so forth we got to keep that type of mindset going so that these kids can grow up to be the next thing because that's our future and we need them to like to keep going and to teach positivity and have some good impact on the next generation so I like that quote. Yeah. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. So basically, bottom line is you have all the power. You just have to use it and don't lose it and to keep it growing. So another quote that I want to use is from Tupac. It's this book that I just got, so I'm excited to read, even though I've read it before. Um but I have my own copy now, so I'm excited. It's it's what it's from his poetry book, The Rose That Grew From Concrete. You should definitely get it if you haven't read it before. It's a really good book. It's a, it's a collection of all his poems. And so the quote is, we must support our children in every way we can. We must allow our children freedom to express themselves creatively. We must praise our children and thank them for their gift of inspiration. We must motivate our children spiritually. We must challenge our children to a higher level of achievement. We must increase our children's self-confidence and improve their overall quality of life. So we say to our children, draw, paint, write, act, sing, dance, think, express, and be free to dream always. So that was from Tupac. And I love that because it's, again, it's pushing that idea of like kids be kids, but also just keeping them learning and, and push the importance of learning into them and self-confidence and just being the best versions of themselves because they deserve it. They really do. The kids deserve it. Um, so that's the end for this episode. And yeah, I would say teach the kids, you know, help them in any way that you can use those resources and just taking it day by day.
That's all you really can do is take it day by day and teach them that too. And teaching them self-care. Even though they have to do all the schoolwork and make these adjustments, to look out, to still remember to take care of themselves first. Because that's important. And that's how they're going to keep going and being able to accomplish their dreams. Don't let these, you know, changes and, you know, well, we don't have graduation, we don't have prom, we're not, yeah, you know, it sucks, but you still got, you're still alive and you still can, there's always room for uh, those things and just keep staying positive and just be proud of yourself for making it as far as you have, finish strong and do you (laughs) and just be proud of yourselves. So yes, that's my, I'm going to end with that, but again, as always meditate, manifest, invest in you and take care of yourselves and take every day one day at a time that's all you can do thank you meditate manifest invest in you join me on my spiritual journey as i elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally physically and spiritually Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel.